It's currently Sunday night at 10.15pm. Podcast is supposed to be released tomorrow and um, I've tried recording it three times and I'm going for my fourth now. So yeah, really doing well today. It is currently Monday. Podcast is supposed to be released today. Yeah, I've just honestly had a shit one. And um, episode's supposed to be released today and I'm still trying to record the episode. It is Tuesday. The podcast went out yesterday. Well, it was supposed to go out yesterday. It didn't. Um, This week's podcast is all about feeling shit. And um, it's all good. It's Tuesday. I'm here. I'm recording. And hopefully you'll be hearing this on Wednesday. This is The Millennial Crisis by Demi Kotsouris, Wi-Fi not included. Wow, and Demi of the past was correct. I would be releasing the episode on Wednesday. However, what I didn't suspect was that it was going to be the following Wednesday. That's right. Last week, I did not release a podcast episode. And although at the time it felt like the end of the world... I'm still alive and that skipping one episode did not fuck up my whole life. (laughs) For those of you who have been listening along weekly, I do apologise for skipping last week. But much like my mood over the past two weeks, today's episode is going to be about feeling shitty and sometimes feeling shitty and moody for no apparent reason. Some people might consider it uh, Venus's retrograde or whatever the fuck they say, or, you know, it being a full moon or maybe some fucking PMS. I don't know. I was just a bit of a moody mole last week and super unmotivated and just could not get my shit together no matter how hard I tried. So this is bonus episode five of the millennial crisis. It's okay to feel shitty sometimes. So I thought I'd start off by sharing a little bit about how I felt during those, during my rut, let's call it. And the worst part about it was I started off that week kicking fucking ass. I mean, like I had my meal prep ready to go. I had started exercising regularly again. I was eating well. Uh, Everything was going really well with work. I had actually even gotten some awesome news about a new opportunity I was given and everything was just looking up. And so that's why when I woke up on Wednesday and felt kind of shitty, I was, I guess, really confused. Um, And it was safe to say that no matter what I had done Wednesday to pull myself out of this funk I was in, nothing was working. I just continued to feel bleh. And that's the only way I can explain it was just I there was no reason for me to feel down. I just felt down. 
And that kind of continued on to Thursday. However, on Thursday night, I had uh, two back-to-back podcast interviews that I had planned. And of course, I had to follow through with them. And I love interviewing people. It's one of the things that I enjoy most about doing this podcast. So that definitely perked my mood up and I was on an absolute high after it. So I thought because of that, that I was going to have a super productive weekend and all of the things that I felt I didn't achieve during my Blair kind of days that I would catch up on the weekend. And if you don't know, the way I kind of put together my podcast episodes, it is usually because I work uh, full-time Monday to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are my podcast, blog, I guess, content days. And that's where I usually put together the majority of my work. And so Friday came along and I was ready to kick ass uh, until I woke up in the morning at 11am and just did not want to get out of bed. So what do you do when you don't want to get out of bed? You scour Netflix for the best show you can binge watch. And Money Heist had been recommended to me. If you have never watched Money Heist, get on it now. It's so good. But also if you don't want to lose four days of your life, probably don't. Um, It was so good. And I was just binge watching the hell out of it. I could not stop watching episode after episode after episode. And it got to about two o'clock and I thought, okay, it's time for me to get up. Let's turn this show off. And I had a shower, cleaned my room, did all that stuff to try and get me ready to start doing work. And after I'd done all these little tasks that usually get me going to start working or just get me out of the bed to, to move on to the next task, I decided instead of doing the work I was supposed to do to make a TikTok account, Um, which by the way, I'm 25 and this platform, it's a new, if you don't know what TikTok is, it's a new social media platform. You just like, it's like 15 to 60 second videos that you can put like a noise over and different shit like that. Anyways, I made an account, clearly procrastinating all of the work that was on my to-do list and just because I was feeling shitty, uh, wanted to feel better, I guess. And so I made literally 12 videos on this platform and posted them all consecutively. After I had completed that, it was obviously nighttime and I thought to myself, well, you know, shame, day's wasted, but that's all right. Um, New day tomorrow. Tomorrow is a new day. And I was like, whatever I haven't done on my to-do list um, the past three days that I felt kind of shitty, I'll just do it tomorrow. And that attitude pretty much continued throughout the whole weekend. It was these, this up and down roller coaster of feeling good and getting this week started to crushing to getting a little bit up again and then down and then up a little bit again and then by the end of the week Saturday and Sunday because I had in my mind failed so hard at completing the tasks I was supposed to do 
I just got deeper and deeper into this funk. The reason I decided to make a whole episode about this and actually share it with you is because I think this story is more common than we think and it happens to us often. Life is a bit of a roller coaster. Ugh, hate that I said that, but it is. And I have conversations with my friends all the time about, you know, us avoiding different tasks or um, us being at work and one week at work we're super busy and we feel like we're kicking ass and the next week it is just shit and we just cannot seem to pull ourselves out of it. And despite all of the things that we do to make ourselves feel better, like we can go for a walk, we can get some fresh air, go to the gym, whatever those things are for yourself, sometimes it just cannot help and that can sometimes put you down even more. And I think for me in particular, not surrendering to these crappy days and accepting that I'm not going to be on my highest level of productivity that I usually am, be as motivated as I usually am to do things on days where I do feel shitty, instead of just accepting that and doing nothing and being okay with it, I do tasks that would be considered from the outset doing nothing or relaxing or taking a break, when in reality, those tasks are just background noise for me stressing and worrying about the tasks that I should be doing instead. And that's a real problem because in doing these avoidance tasks of watching Netflix or creating a TikTok account, you create more stress for yourself through this procrastination and also your mind is constantly thinking about what you should be doing instead. During that time over the weekend, I watched one of my favourite YouTubers, Matt Diavella. If you haven't heard of him, he filmed the documentary Minimalist and he's got an awesome YouTube account. It's really awesome. If you haven't checked him out, check him out. And I thought that I would share with you one line in this video that really hit me hard and made me realise a few things about why I was feeling certain way and also that I need to be a little easier on myself and that we really all do. A lot of times I think we get into this habit of thing saying, if I make this decision, that's forever. That's my content forever. Oh, yeah. It's oh, that's yeah. you know if I if I <laughs> switch to one video this month and take a couple of weeks off, then everything's gonna fall apart. Mm -hmm. yeah, and the other thing is, once you hit upon something that works, it often seems like that's mm -hmm. the only thing you can do forever. And if you stop doing that, you're dead. You're gonna be in the gutter, and it's all <laughs> gonna your whole life will crumble around you, and yeah. everyone will point and laugh. And it's funny, like if you give yourself just a little bit of space. What I found is the creativity starts to come back. All these things start flooding in once you give yourself space to breathe. And it was when I listened to this and watched this video that I realized that the reason I was feeling so crappy and the reason it had started on Wednesday 
was because I had added another big thing that I was excited about onto my to-do list. And internally, I guess that had caused extra stress for myself. And I'm definitely a person who says all the time, I'm not stressed. I don't get stressed. I'm really chilled. Uh, But clearly that is a lie because for the past two months, my, my left eye has not stopped twitching. Every single day, my left eye twitches pretty much the whole day. And my sister said to me, she's like, that's because of stress. And I was like, don't be silly. I'm not stressed. I'm not doing anything that's stressing me out. Um, my life is, my life is going great because it is, I am probably the most happy and excited about my life now than I ever have been. But in saying that over the past few weeks, I will over these couple of weeks, I started to not be as excited about the work I loved doing, including this podcast. And the reason I wasn't excited about them was because I was so stressed about them. I felt like I wasn't giving this podcast the attention, love and time it deserved. And I felt like I had the time to be able to put into it what I wanted to because the people I was watching and the content I was consuming and I think that video was a little reminder to me that these people that I'm listening to, this pedestal that I've put myself on is a little unrealistic for me to not end up crashing and burning (laughs) like I have been. And it hasn't been a consistent crash and burn. It's been a up and down. It's come out in an up and down roundabout way where sometimes I feel like I'm kicking ass and ticking everything off my to-do list and other days I am avoiding everything on it and then getting down on myself for avoiding everything on it. And these people that I look up to, I realised they didn't get to that stage overnight. They did not get to that productivity level or that content release level overnight. And they also have different systems in place for them in order for them to feel creative and feel motivated and feel like they're doing a good job or doing their content justice. And not only that, they get in these ruts just like I do and you probably do. So the trouble was when I was doing these things that usually put in place to motivate me, instead of them motivating me, I began comparing myself to these people. And again, as I would deny myself being stressed over anything, I would deny the fact that I compare myself to other people because I felt like I didn't or comparison to people online took a different shape to me 
than recently has been explained. And the way I used to compare myself to people online when I was younger was physically, you know, you would see these models and things on Instagram and you'd think, why is it my stomach this flat? Why aren't my legs that long? Blah, blah, blah. And because I was no longer doing things like that, um, you know, as you grow up, you just learn to be like, yeah, cool. My body's awesome. Love that. I was now comparing myself to people with work and with content creation and with the level of content they were putting out. So not only was there this to-do list I had, but I also had these subconscious to-dos that were in the back of my mind. Silly things like I'm not posting enough Instagram stories. I'm no longer posting content every night. Someone just messaged me asking where my latest recipe is or when I'm going to post my Mexico blog, which is something that I have been promising people for the past well, when I came back from Mexico in fucking May. So all of these little things were also in there. So they were all just adding to my plate. And Matt's video that I watched spoke a lot about burnout. And I wouldn't consider it burnout because I didn't think I had enough on my plate for it to be considered burnout. But Now thinking back at it, I think it was a level of burnout for myself because juggling all of these things was a lot for me at the time and all of these extra activities I was doing came quite new. And what I'll put it to is if you think back to when you first started your first full-time job and It took you a few months to adjust to this new way of working. Getting somewhere from nine to five in the beginning is a struggle and you feel really tired. You no longer want to socialize as much or hang out with friends or feel like you don't have time to go to the gym or to cook dinner. And it takes you a few months to adjust and slowly start introducing those tasks back into your life. So you might start off with going home from work and just cooking dinner. And then in a month's time, you now feel like you can not only cook dinner, but you can also go to the gym as well. And I didn't have this slow transition into these new elements that I was adding to my plate. I just started (laughs) and thought that it was sustainable for me to keep going. And it just wasn't. And When I reflected on that and now that I know that that's what it is, I decided that for last week, the week where I didn't release an episode, I was just going to forget about everything else, not put pressure on myself to complete anything and just put myself first and concentrate on me. And so I'd like to talk to you about the three things that I did in that focus on me week that really helped me and put things into perspective for me and some of them that I am going to be adapting to my everyday life 
So the first thing I did last week to ensure I took time for myself was I downloaded or re-downloaded the Headspace app. Now, if you don't know what the Headspace app is, it's a guided meditation app and Headspace might not be the right one for you. Uh, I know there are a lot of different apps that you can use, ones like Calm or um, Bloom is another one that just recently came out. I know Sam Harris also has some really good, I think he's actually got an app um, that's really good meditation. And essentially the reason why I decided to do meditation, because I guess I realized my struggle was not giving myself permission to just do nothing. And essentially that's what meditation is. And I tried it towards the beginning of the year. And I think I did about 30 days consecutively of meditating. And then I went on a holiday and just didn't continue. But I remember how good I was feeling during that time and the kind of clarity it had given me. And so I decided to redo that. And the important part that I did here was the Headspace app allows you to do meditation from around three minutes to 20 minutes. But I started on doing a five minute meditation session because that didn't seem like a lot of time to me. And it was something that I didn't dread so much or think it was going to be such a crazy difficult task that uh, I would actually do it. And the problem I think a lot of us get into when we decide to take time for ourselves, we try and go at everything 2000%. And let's say, for example, you're like, this week, I'm going to concentrate on being healthy and that's all I'm going to do. So you just eat vegetables all day or you do a juice cleanse or uh, you're like, I'm going to get my fitness in check. So you go to the gym for two hours and then you never want to go to the gym again because you're like, that was a fucking nightmare. So instead of doing that to myself and deciding I was going to do some fucking one hour transcendent meditation uh, practice, I said, listen, let's just do five minutes of meditation and dedicate myself to that for this whole week. And today I did day nine of my meditation. It's been five minutes each day. And it's something that I'm really, really enjoying and is becoming really quite intriguing to me because the guy that guides you essentially he gets you to start thinking about yourself and the way your mind works. And it's kind of really interesting to acknowledge and see different things that happen in your mind and be aware of them. And I don't know about you, but I find myself quite interesting and you should find yourself quite interesting as well. And I think it's really cool if we try and get to these, get to the bottom of ourselves, I guess, and treat ourselves like a bit of a puzzle that we're trying to put together. And that may sound super lame to you, but I think it's actually really cool. And so, yeah, I've decided because of that and because of how I've been feeling doing that, that I'm going to dedicate this year to being my year of meditation. And if you would like to join me 
on this year of meditation, uh, please send me a DM on Instagram or reach out to me or via my website, The Millennial Crisis. I'd love to have you on board and that we can hopefully encourage each other to stick to 365 days of meditation. If you have any experiences in meditation, uh, please let me know as well. I'd love to find out more about it. Now, because podcasts and content weren't really working for me because I was in this state of comparison. I decided I needed to find something different to try and motivate me and get me back on track. And I love audio. I love listening to things or watching things. So I thought, what is the next best thing I can do? And I thought, why not listen to an audio book? I have a list of books that I've been recommended and that I've always wanted to listen to. Instead of downloading any of the books on that list, I decided to look at the top books in the Audible thing. And the first one that was recommended that I listened to was one all about habits and how to break habits, which was a super engaging book and taught me a lot about some of the habits I had and maybe the science behind why I do them and tiny ways of how I can think about breaking them. So I will share that in the show notes as well. So if you want to have a listen to that. And then the second book, which I highly recommend listening to, was Losing My Virginity by Richard Branson. It's his autobiography. And if you do not know who Richard Branson is, he's a billionaire that owns Virgin Group. And that is all I knew about him prior to listening to the book. And the book was already in my Audible collection. I don't know if that was an accident or I had listened in a podcast and it told me to download it. And so I had downloaded it a while ago, but I listened to it and I wrote an article about why I think all millennials and Gen Z should listen to this book because it was just a little reminder of one, why I do the podcast, why I do my blog, why I am on the hunt to do work that I love and I'm passionate about and live my best life. Uh, because that's how Richard Branson kind of claims that he made his billions. He says in the end of the book that Virgin is such a success because everything, the, the whole of Virgin is fun and any decision he's ever made, it's been because he's been passionate about it or because he thought he was interested in it and that it was going to be fun to do. And it was just kind of reassurance that if a billionaire is saying this, then for me to stick to whatever I'm doing and not be on, you know, know that I don't need to be born a certain way or to be touched by a magic wand to be an awesome person or to be a super successful person because Richard Branson wasn't. He wasn't anything crazy, just like Beyonce wasn't, just like all of these super successful people. They weren't 
touched with anything. They aren't any better or any worse than us. They are just normal people that followed their passions. And because of that, became super successful. Obviously, there's other contributing factors, but essentially what it was just a little reminder of is that nobody's different to anyone else and everyone has it in them to succeed, whatever that success looks like for them. And it's why I want to record this podcast and why I hope that whether it's season two or season 15, when I get to that point where you as a listener listen and think, oh my God, this bitch is like successful. She's actually doing it. That you know, you can come back and listen on season one or listen to this episode and be like, shit, she went through the exact same things I did. And the only way that I'm not going to succeed or not going to be awesome is if I don't strive for that, whatever that looks like for me. So it may sound cocky or whatever to say, when I get to the point of achieving all of these things, or when I get to the point where you think that I'm cool or whatever, the reason I'm saying it is because I just want a journey to be documented. And I don't know what that level of success will be for me, but I just want it to be on record that You don't have to be anyone to achieve things that we all have it in us. And so I hope that through this podcast, you come along the same journey with me and we can both share in each other's success because I would so love that. The third thing I did and the thing that is going to be this week's challenge is I reflected at my life over the past few years and just wrote down three things I was really proud of myself for. So three major or minor achievements that I've done that I was like, fuck yeah, like self high five. Um, You're doing awesome. Let's not forget how far you've come. And this growth may have been within a month. This growth may have been within the past five years. I didn't care what it was. I was just to write down three achievements. So in order to kick off this week's challenge, I thought that I would share with you the three achievements that I wrote down and I encourage you to do the same and get on board with this week's challenge. The first thing uh, that I am celebrating is that funnily enough, this week I have done a whole entire year of cold showers, which if you're listening right now and you did not know that I take cold showers, you'd be like, why the fuck would anyone want to take cold showers? And it is currently winter in Australia at the moment. And I still continued to take cold showers through winter, through summer. While I was in Canada during snow season, I took cold showers. And the reason I did it was because it was originally to help me sleep. I heard that taking cold showers uh, helps relax your muscles and did all this stuff. It's also supposed to help these things that live in your gut called mitochondria and it strengthens them, which means that you're uh, likely to get sick less. But the main reason why I started taking cold showers is because it 
forces you to do one thing every day that you don't want to do, but that will make you feel better for it. And let me tell you, although I've been doing it for a year, every time I have to either jump in the shower with cold water running or in winter, what I do is I have a hot shower and then at the end I turn the water cold for the last minute. It's a fucking nightmare and I still scream and I still squeal. Um, but after I finish, I feel so much better for it. And I feel like I've accomplished something with my day, even if I don't do anything else. And it's something that I haven't celebrated and I didn't even realize, to be honest, uh, until I wrote this list down. And I really had to think of things that I was proud of myself for or I had achieved. If you want to learn more about why I take cold showers or how this all started, I have two blog posts on it on my website. One is why I take cold showers and the other one is uh, something about small habits create the biggest change or something like that. Uh, so yeah, take a, take a look at them. The second one is really interesting because it's the fact that I haven't had my blog for a year yet. I think in a couple of weeks, uh, the millennial crisis will have been official for a year. But I counted all of the blog posts and recipes on my website and there's 54. That means that I have published 54 pieces of written content on my website this year thus far. And there are still some blogs to be released and there is also some articles that I wrote on LinkedIn and on other various platforms. But for someone who is not a writer, for someone who has no business posting anything on the internet at all, uh, I've done it and I've been doing it nearly every week. So, well, technically 54 is every week. It's just been kind of scattered. But yeah, it is something awesome. Uh, And I'm really proud of myself for that. And the best part about it is that I've grown as a writer, even though I am shocking at writing, um, even more shocking at spelling and grammar. But I have learned different hacks on how to make my writing better. I have, you know, listened to people who have had advice for me. Um, It's just been really nice to just take the time to actually reflect on that and be like, fuck yeah, for someone who sucked at English all throughout school, you're doing it. And I also want to put this as a little reminder for anyone who is a writer or who loves writing and reads my blog posts and thinks, how the fuck is this bitch publishing shit online? Um, I'm actually like I'm publishing it, right? So you can look at my work all the time and say that my your writing is better than mine, which I have no doubts that it is better than mine. But the difference is that nobody is going to know that yours is better than mine if I'm the only one that's publishing it. Does that make sense? Like I'm a step ahead and I'm I'm a step ahead right now of you in writing because you're not even publishing yours. Do you know? And that's not, I'm not saying that from my perspective to say, 
uh, I'm doing better. It's not that at all. I'm just trying to say that you need to do, you need to publish, you need to showcase your work because otherwise drop kicks and idiots like me pub- who have the confidence to publish their work and not care end up ahead of you and you're the one that is that should be writing and showcasing your work and, you know, spreading the word out there. Uh, sorry, I went on a funny tangent there, but it just really upsets me when I know that there are so many more talented people out there that just are so afraid of sharing their work that people read my silly blogs, you know? Um, so yeah, sorry. Uh, anyways, I don't know how that turned into me calling myself a dropkick, but, um, yeah, that was number two. And number three, which is something that I have been fucking bursting to say for so long, and it is going to have a dedicated podcast episode of its own that will come out in a couple of weeks. But that is the fact that two months ago... I quit my job. Yeah, I quit my job. And that's pretty major for me because if you have been listening since the start of the podcast, I talk a little bit about my work and not knowing what I want to do. And although this is only my 11th episode, through this podcast and through learning things and talking to people, it's led me to to quit my job and take a really huge leap in my life and essentially just trust myself and my abilities, which is pretty, pretty huge uh, to come to. And it's happening at 25, which if I had thought before that I would come to this kind of realisation or be quitting my job at 25, I would think that that was so old. But right now I've never felt younger and I've never felt like I have all the time in the world, which is really exciting and it's a really cool place to be, but I don't think I had actually celebrated that until I wrote it down on a piece of paper and was like, fuck yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, So yeah, I'm so excited to share with you why I'm quitting my job and what my next move is, which isn't really that clear. And also what form the podcast will take because of this big leap. But stay tuned because that will all be coming very soon. But in saying that, I have yapped on way too much for this episode. Uh, I guess because I skipped an episode, this one has decided to be a little bit longer. Uh, I don't know why I keep putting that voice on. I'm just clearly energised. Anyway, um, so that is it for today's episode or this. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that it gave you some value or insight or made you have a little bit of an aha moment uh, or just helped you feel a little less shitty about being so up and down sometimes and hopefully gave you a couple of tools that you can utilise as well to get yourself out of a rut or a funk if you're in it now or if you get in one in the near future because I know this definitely will not be my last rut. I'm sure I have a million more to come, but that's okay. Bring them on. Uh, Sometimes things are just shit. 
Uh, in saying that, I hope you jump on board on this challenge. If you do, share it on your socials, um, tag me. I mean, that would really help me a lot uh, just to spread the word on the podcast, really. Anyway, so if you do enjoy the episode, uh, please share it with someone or just rate me on iTunes or the podcast app you're listening to it on. That would help me a whole lot. And before I end up going off on another tangent, that is all for this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. I am so grateful to have your ears for this amount of time. And I will see you next week with another pretty cool interview. See you then. Bye.